Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin. We are the founders of Ad Kings Agency, an industry-leading boutique e-commerce, Facebook ads, and omni-channel funnels growth agency. Our insights and expertise have helped to generate over $45 million in revenue and spent over $18 million on paid acquisition for our clients in the last year alone. In this podcast, we open up about the marketing and business development strategies and tactics we use to get these results. Hey guys, welcome to Build to Scale Commerce Show with Darius. And today we'll be interviewing Eric Evanheim, a co-founder of Stilio Apps, who are responsible for Shopify's most popular post-purchase app, Reconvert. And honestly, after today's episode, you will know what is working there for tens of thousands of other e-commerce entrepreneurs in terms of post-purchase marketing, post-purchase offers. And we will answer the most important question, how you should optimize your post-purchase and thank you pages to extract the maximum value out of each buyer you get. So Eric, super excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about it. And I would love to share everything I know with you guys. Whoever is watching or or hearing this, I'm sure we can get some value out of it. Yeah, so super excited to geek out with you. But first, maybe you could talk a little bit, you know, how the idea for Reconvert was even born. Because I know there's like so much different competitions, but you came up with unique model there. Yeah, sure. I think maybe we should start with how we got started. So first of all, I started as a Shopify merchant. Back in 2015, I got into e-commerce with a dropshipping store. Me and my previous partner were really struggling for the first two to three years. We lost a lot of money, way more than we can, could handle, but somehow we scratched our claws and eventually we managed to scale that business eventually in a few months from almost nothing to about a million dollars in monthly revenue. And then I realized that I don't want to be a merchant. I don't want to be a dropshipper. It was, it was too much tension, too much stress for me. Uh, so I decided to sell my half of the company back in the day to my previous partner and he's still selling until today. It's an awesome store. We can talk about a little bit more later. And then I decided to build solutions for Shopify merchants because I know the ecosystem so well and I understand everything there is to know about Shopify and e-commerce. So as I mentioned, for the first three years, we didn't manage to make sales, but it was because the business model wasn't okay. But our e-commerce skills got crazy. So we got really good at anything related to CRO, design, branding, merchandising. Everything was good, marketing, but just a few little things we didn't know. So either way, back in the day, I tried using as a merchant. I tried to use a few one-click upsell apps. Back in the day, the only way to do that was to replace the Shopify checkout with an alternative checkout, like a Cartox checkout, Ball checkout, or one-click capsule. And we kept having a lot of issues with that when it comes to integration, shipping, and just checkout in general used to crash every once in a while. And it wasn't because they're not a good app. They were just not as stable as Shopify, and we didn't want to count about with the checkout, we didn't want to count at anyone except for Shopify. So what we decided to do is just to come up with a solution that's going to be native to Shopify. And then we just created Shopify first, second, actually, thank you page builder and optimizer. And we really focused on conversion. It was really important to us to make sure that the app converts and works really well. So that's where the solution came from, basically. And did you have like some sort of like coding background before hopping into this? Because I know how like SaaS businesses are tough, especially if you have like no coding background. So zero coding background. I'm not a developer. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm a marketer first and I'm a product person more than I'm 
anything technical. So I'm just understand the journey that merchants want to go through. I understand that they want things to be quick. They want them to work. And I think in opposed to other app developers, I understand that I am not the core of their business. So I'm trying to make it as simple for them as possible with just a few clicks, get what they want. In reconvert cases, extra revenue. In most cases, some merchants want some other things, but in most cases, it's just revenue. So we're trying to make it available for them in a few clicks and it just works. Yeah, also support was a big deal back in, again, 2016, 17. Support on most apps were horrible, no live chats. You could send an email and get a response back, I think, in 72 hours. And it was really like for the first, I think, half a year, it was just me on the live chat answering 24-7. Even if I was like drunk at a bar with friends, I would still answer live chats and make sure that customers get whatever they need because this is where you get the feedback from, this is where you get reviews from, and this is where you get actual feedback about the product from users and create these long-term relationships with merchants. And this is what I'm liking, you know, that you mentioned that, hey, you are, the, first of all, you were a consumer at one point, you understood how you were thinking and you were a marketer at heart. And this is, I guess, reflects in the product itself because what I'm seeing often, you're like, the coders do come and they create a product. And the product from coding perspective might be perfect, but doesn't serve a marketing purpose, right? We just forget, you know, the customer and presenting the product nicely and actually, you know, even doing what it should be doing, right? Yeah, yeah. It happens so many times. And of course, it makes sense. Everybody have its own sets of skills and you need to come up with something. I think over the years, you kind of build your skill set around a few different topics. And once you have enough different topics, you can build a business around it. For me, it was I was really passionate about apps even before I got into SaaS. As a merchant, I really liked always go to the app store and find out the new technologies that are now available at the market. Yeah, so that, I guess, helped us a lot. And also when we built the app, we really try to look at other great players in the App Store and try to take what they did well and improve it. So if you, for example, with our affiliate program, we looked at a few different affiliate programs in the App Store and we just took what we liked from each one of them and built something that is better. And we try to do that with other apps as well. There are also a lot of, like, I understand how merchant thinks. Again, I'm a merchant, so I, I know that... A merchant wants things to be very easy to set up, and then he wants the analytics and the reports to be as accurate as possible and be as clear as possible. So, And we really try to display everything from activity report to know exactly which customer did what on the thank you page when and what was the value of that, all the way until performance per widget. So let's say you added five different widgets to the thank you page, you can track Impressions, clicks, click-through rate, conversions, revenue, and conversion rate per widget, and you can decide which one works and maybe play with the positioning and maybe split testing it this way, all the way up to revenue. And one of the important things, and I think this is where a lot of developers are falling short, is with extra overrating the attribution to their app. So everything that their app touches, they count as revenue. And as a merchant, this is one of the most frustrating things in the world. So this is why we decided to only count orders that are 100% generated by reconvert. It's, let's say 99.5. There is a very specific edge case where you can we can accidentally count an order that we didn't generate. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. You know, you mentioned already like one thing, how reconvert, let's say, stacks up with bold upsells, like one-click upsells or card hook, that it's native integration. But right now, like Shopify is releasing native integrations for these also like other plugins. So what makes reconvert different and better maybe than these other alternatives? So first of all, 
We were kind of worried about it before it was launched, but now after it's finally live, we understand that this is way more of an opportunity compared to a challenge and a competition. Because up until today, you could either have one-click upsell or Kartook or reconvert. You can have both because it was different checkouts and we only support the Shopify checkout. Now you can have one-click upsell or Kartook and have reconvert on the thank you page and maximize the revenue even more. Now, not only that, we are now, and this is something that I told you maybe in a few words before the actual interview, we are now building funnels, post-purchase funnels, just like these apps, and it's going to end, the funnel is going to end in the thank you page. So again, our focus, we've been developing the thank you page for the past three years. We really optimized on that area, and we are now moving on to other areas of the store experience for upselling as well. So yeah, I'd say that's the main difference. And you need to understand that if you compare the thank you page to one-click upsell, one-click upsell is something that customers only see once when they check out. But if you look at the thank you page, you know, data-wise, let's look at things the way they actually are. On average, a customer gets back to the thank you page on average per order 2.7 times to check on his order. Because by default, Shopify transactional emails like order confirmation, shipping confirmation, out for delivery, all of these send the customers by default back to the thank you page. So it's three times more important to optimize these pages. You can add the tracking widget or you can add different types of upsells based on the stage the customer is in. So you can, with reconvert, you can do that. You can display a different thank you page based on the order fulfillment status. And you can do that based on the tracking number associated with the order. And you can really play with it in many different ways. And you just mentioned that you can still have like one click upsell card hook and then have reconvert on top of it. So it's almost like no brainer to go for it. And what if like AOV increase? I guess you do not even count it as AOV as like a typical upsell app. But what type of like conversions you're seeing or like extra sales? So, okay, I'll try to talk with averages because increase in AOV, it's once you start serving, we we now serve a little bit over 30,000 Shopify stores. The averages are... Things are getting crazy. Like you got some stores that are getting like an increase in their total revenue of 50%, which is insane, but it's not like the average. I'd say that the average thank you page conversion rate is at about 2% if you look per impressions. If you look per orders, it's like 7, 8%. But if you look per impressions, about 2%, which is insane if you compare that to 0% on the default Shopify thank you page. So that's in terms of conversion rate. Usually people who use triggers, which is again our system to display different thank you pages based on triggers from orders or customers or purchase products, then the conversion rate significantly goes higher because it's more personalized to the customer. And in terms of revenue boost, usually instantly a boost of at least 5 to 10%. The better stores are getting up to 15 to 20%. It really depends on how willing they are to spend time on optimizing the thank you page. And I would say that also it depends on on the offer because if customer just got converted on your store, you need to offer a big discount for him to be willing to get converted again. So it really depends also on the offer and how well you know your customers and all that. But this is just like in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay, let's start geeking out talking about thank you page and what's actually working for you. You mentioned like offer. What is a big discount for like a typical, I guess, e-commerce store where you're seeing like bigger lifts in sales? So again, it really depends on the nature of the store. There are stores that are more branded and they're very sensitive about discounts. And usually they don't give away any discounts. And if if you don't give away any discounts, then you can do the same on the thank you page. I would, however, recommend offering at least 
a specific product for a specific price or just a very low store-wide discount. But again, on averages, at least 20%. That's like the, the baseline you want to start with. If you can give away more, that's great. So this is in terms of you asked about what is a good discount. I'd say at least 20%. If you can go higher, obviously your conversion rate is going to go higher as well. Split testing is the key. In terms of what works, in terms of actually converting, we found that we call it discount dripping. So basically you're going to display a few different offers on your thank you page. And we actually see that with the numbers. Each customer will respond to a different offer. It's just like with cart recovery, for example, you can have emails and SMSs. Some customers will reply to SMS. Some customers will reply to email. It really depends on what they like. So what we suggest having is a pop-up with a store-wide time-sensitive offer. And this one converts best usually. Like for the next 20 minutes, have 20% off everything in the store. That works, but you need to make sure you give them enough time because our our offers, our one-time offers are real. The coupon is going to expire after this time. So you need to be very careful with that. Second thing, and this is, again, one of the best practices by far is to display, and we have this option with the product upsell, display the same product purchased with an additional discount. So something like get one more for 15% discount. And this works so well. So that's another thing. And then the third thing that works is just whenever you create this type of discount dripping, each customer responds to something else. But the biggest, I think, takeaway of best practices is you need to understand your customers. And if you can create triggers based on things you know works from other places in the store, they're more likely to work on the thank you page as well. So it really we offer 16 different widgets. We also have a template called Conversion Monster that allows you with a single click, add all these best practices to your thank you page with a single click. So that's something I highly recommend to whoever just want to set it up and let it go. That's the best way to go. And we also have a feature called Magic Designer that automatically withdraw all the design settings from your store and apply them on the thank you page. So you don't have to worry about designs, all the button colors, text, fonts, all of that is being withdrawn for your checkout. So you don't have to worry about it. And you mentioned you're like about specific products, but for example, I guess if it's consumable, you could be upselling the same product and usually it works pretty well. What else you have seen to work in terms of upsells, especially in different categories, let's say apparel, cosmetics, maybe there are like multiple categories. So to be honest, I'm not an expert, but from what I'm seeing is usually with the more branded type of store that just use more triggers because a lot of like, if it's cosmetics and as you can see, I'm not a cosmetics guy, but uh, <laughs> they have very specific sets. So if you take one out of a set, then you offer the entire set for a discount on the thank you page and that works as well. But I don't like to tell you that I have something specific per niches. That's not like the way we try to optimize I see. And is there like any support? Let's say if like business owner comes and he wants to optimize it, do you guys offer like any extra services for that? Oh yeah, of course. First of all, we have 24-7 live chat support inside the app and there are help videos all over the place. Okay. And what would you recommend for, let's say, businesses that are having only, let's say, one main product, right? Does reconverse still work for them? And you're trying to upsell the same product over and over again? Or have you found some exotic ideas? And personally, we have plenty of clients and, you know, I will tell my opinion, I guess, a little bit later. <laughs> All right. So first of all, with one product store, I think the best way is to just test it out. First, we have a 30 days free trial. If people ask us to extend the trial, we can do that as well. So you can test multiple things. In terms of one product stores, there are a few things that actually works. First of all, again, as you mentioned, upselling the same product at additional discount, it works. And it's a best practice, not with one product stores. But what you can do as well, 
is offering like not physical products that are related to the single product you're selling. It can be like insurance or uh, I don't know, a specific support type of product or uh, digital products that are related to the product. All of these things work. And usually the good thing about them is that the profit margin on them is much higher than the actual product. So yeah, that's something that is recommended as well. And again, we do offer optimization. If you reach out to the support, it's live, it's there. And we are willing to help setting up everything. You just need to ask smaller stores, bigger stores for us. It's all the same. It's people need help and we're trying to help. Exactly. And you already like to touch on some of the subjects that I wanted to mention that you shouldn't be thinking just about the products you have on your store. You could even be thinking about like 60 day, you know, like or some extended warranties, like digital products. And hell, you know, you're selling a painting. We even had success with selling a painting and actually selling digital copy on top of it. It doesn't cost anything for us, but we take like additional some sort of like dollar sphere and people still buy it because, hey, you know, it's, it's personalized. It's, yeah, <laughs> something yeah, nice. There are so many things you can do. Go with the shipping route or just like expedited the fulfillment or processing. You can go with that. Depends, again, depends on what you do. These things work. Yeah, exactly. Easy money here. Okay, so we talked about specific niches, right? One product, etc. Have you run, let's say, some other interesting tests here from your own experience that you have noticed that, hey, this one thing is working really well compared to another one? Maybe even the ones where you like kind of tricked by results versus what you thought you would happen? So yeah, we've tested multiple things. I think what I just told you about, like our conversion monster template, this one, I was really surprised when we tested this final version because we tested a lot of different things. Everybody, even at the merchant, the one thing we tried and everybody wanted is the product recommendations, uh, carousel, and everybody placed at the top. And that's what everybody still wants until this day. But if you look at the numbers, it's not even close to having the pop-up with the timer, the time-sensitive offer, and the product upsell. So these things, they work and they work well and you want to place them at the top as much as you can. Like you want to display the same product and you want to give a store-wide discount. If you do this too and you sprinkle in some scarcity and a timer, it's even better. And we actually offer the option to do that. And if you care about your brand, you can actually make sure to display it only once. So you don't have to display it every time and hurt your brand image. Yeah, and this is interesting. This is exactly the same learnings I had with Serio in doing internally for clients. Sometimes you think that something will definitely win, you know, because it's logical, it's much more convenient for customer, etc. But when you just see results, it's completely different, right? So I think this is good that there are people and people can come and rely on you on the templates that are already pre-tested, which just saves so much time not to need to innovate everything and recreate or figure it out themselves. Yeah, again, as I mentioned, I was a merchant and I want to make it easy for people. We think about everything as it should be as easy as possible. Even with integrations with other software, we're trying to really make it one click. We check in the background if they have the other app installed. If it's not, we give them a link to install. If it is, you just click it and it's done. So everything else, we really want to make it simple. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, and I understand, again, we are not the core of their business. We are an extension, we are an app, we are a plugin. That's okay. You don't need to be the core of someone's business. We just want to help. We just want to help people generate extra revenue. That's it. Very simple. <laughs> yeah, we have agencies like us or like internal teams for that try to figure everything. Once you look what plugin is just that, you know, you bring in some extra cash and that's good. That's a huge win actually for a client. 
Good. And I always like to ask kind of a question, you know, almost like going to the end of the interview is because like entrepreneurship in general is super hard and everybody's having issues with it, challenges, failures, etc. So what helps you to keep sanity going through these ups and downs yourself? So uh, <laughs> keep sanity. That Now it's easy, easier than it was before. Maybe everything is more complex now because we got bigger. We have about 30 people now. But at the beginning, and I think that's where the tip is, is just never give up, If you're, especially when you're still struggling to get these first results, because you never, honestly, never know when it's going to go upside down and start working to your benefit. At the beginning, you just, you never know. It feels like a black hole. And the only way to fail is to give up. As long as you don't give up, you just continue. So you need to tell yourself, it's either I'm dying or it's going to be successful, but there is no other way to fail. So as long as you're still alive, you're still trying, you didn't fail, just keep going. You just need to wait until it works. So yeah, it's either you die or you just give up. That's the only two ways to fail. Yeah, to grow hack it till it starts working and you know, like having enough failures till you find the ones that, that test and like the things that you're doing that the ones are working. Kind of hits home burn with me, this kind of message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. That's like... Yeah, it's, but, it's uh, part it, of it. You, know, you can work hard for someone else or you can work hard for yourself. For yourself, yeah. yeah. Cool, Eric. So tell me where people could maybe find like reconvert. Just go to the app store. You can either search upsell and we come up number one or you can just search for reconvert and get directly to us. Alternatively, you can go to reconvert.io and you can probably also find us on YouTube every here and there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy, pretty easy. So what's Eric? Super excited to have you here and thank you for the show. Thank you so much. Had tons of fun and thank you so much for having me here, man. I appreciate it. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.